0: Podcast. This is Laurie Beard, and I am coming live at you today from Italy. Actually, here with my family. It's the 4th of July. They don't celebrate that year. My daughter is napping, so I have about until she wakes up. So if you hear things like birds and wind, and maybe my husband clearing his throat, it's because he's reading a book while I'm sitting on the couch doing this. While the windows are open and the breeze is blowing and we're sitting in our Airbnb, which is sick. It's so pretty on the lakeside in Italy. Life is good today. So, um, but today on the New South Podcast, um, as you guys know if you've been following my podcast, I'm working on my book, Soul Food, coming out this fall and talking all about sort of how to have a really good-feeling, healthy, lovely, open, free-flowing relationship with food and eating, and um, kind of our bodies, too. And so, based on that, in this episode number seven of the New South podcast, let's talk about the thing we cannot live without, and also a recipe. So, the thing we cannot live without is something that I'll get to, but first I want to begin by giving you the first ingredient in this recipe, and this recipe is actually my absolute favorite thing to make right now. Not hard to make, and very quick to make, um, and it's my favorite smoothie recipe. doesn't have a name, it's just my favorite smoothie recipe. And anyone who knows me knows that I make a lot of smoothies and juices. Um, But this has not always been the case, which brings me to the first ingredient in my favorite smoothie recipe, which is based on something I used to think we cannot live without. So I used to think we couldn't live without uh, more or less like succeeding, doing well, um, rising to the top. And so when I was in law school, I was very, very committed to do everything possible to um, get good grades, study harder, uh, work you know, more hours than everybody else, um, and really like achieve the best grades I could so I could achieve the best job I could so I could achieve a strong career. I could, uh, you know, it's just all around achievement. And doing, you know, having this idea of um, success is very um, quantifiable. Like, success looks like good grades or looks like uh, getting into law school, it looks like being in the top of your class in law school, it looks like getting the best job in Manhattan. So in order to do this, in order to get this thing I thought you could not live without, that I would die without it. Um, and by the way, it's not like I consciously thought that. It was more like an assumption I made. And then as, as I lived it out, I realized perhaps that was not the case, that you can live without <laughs> external achievements um, that look in a very specific way. Um, but in order to do that, I w- was very conscious of my health. And so every single morning when I woke up in you know, with like six in the morning, so I'd study a little bit before my first class, I would have a big fistful of baby spinach. And the reason I would do this is at the time, I was definitely not a healthy eater. I ate a lot of, like, I had, oh my gosh, there was this place called Quack's Bakery in Austin. I lived in Austin, Texas at the time. And, oh my gosh, their brownies were sick. And so I'd like definitely have one of those a day. And because I was on a strict budget and that was like an expensive thing to eat for dinner, I'd have something like filling in cheap like dumplings or something, like I would never have normally had had I had greater resources available to me, but that would fill me up and also cost me a little bit like less money. So like I wasn't like eating well, and I felt like vitamins were too expensive. They were not, not in my strange budget I'd created for myself that included luxury brownies and dumplings. Um, so I'd have baby spinach in the morning because I thought that would keep me healthy, keep me from getting sick. And I thought that without... Achievement, I would die, right? Like that's how I was living. So the first ingredient in my smoothie is baby spinach and the first lesson was that we can live without (laughs) an external idea of achievement, right? That actually is a hamster wheel going nowhere as so many of us have learned and That brings me to the second ingredient in my smoothie Um, so I found when I um, began my like first very intense job that uh, you know being at your desk all day and never being outside in the Sun and never having exposure to some of the, like the natural world um, was really depleting like I just my energy levels really really suffered and I felt really weak and for me um, I could not live with weakness I Felt like I needed to, just to kind of flip that coin of weakness. I felt like I had to live. I could not live without feeling powerful, right? Like if, if we say that's pro- one of the opposites of weakness, strength or power. I thought I could not live without that. Um, so I started looking into superfoods. And so one of the foods that was always available at the market across from my office, which is um really, really pretty market in Grand Central Terminal. My Our offices were um, an entire city block of a building filled with lawyers at my firm, and we had Grand Central Terminal, which is, you know, beautiful architecture, a lovely painting of, like, um, sort of like the heavens at the very, very top of it, and it's, it's very towering ceilings, and this market had, like, Pinsey's spices and all kinds of very high-quality foods, and the thing that they always had that I knew would um, sort of help keep me feeling, like, powerful and strong physically were blueberries so probably twice a week I'd go get a pint of blueberries write my name on it put it in the fridge <laughs> and before I ever went out to lunch we usually would go get sandwiches or something like you know non-extraordinary I would eat blueberries because I thought I could not live without this feeling of powerfulness this feeling of strength in my body um that of course ended up not being true because I uh, worked Like so many people that have um, had very demanding jobs, I worked myself into, I kind of fractured my foot at one point because I was wearing, you know, walking to work and wearing unsupportive shoes. I um, got like an infection in one of my internal organs, like, you know, I could live without it, right? Like, I could live without um, feeling physically healthy, I worked myself out of that. So blueberries go in my favorite smoothie recipe. And around that same time, I, um, because I was getting sick, I started valuing my health more. Like, I thought, I can't live without being healthy. So I um, started learning more about, like, not just healthy foods, like, you know, blueberries and vegetables and fruits, like the whole foods, but also, like, superfoods, like, um, like, in particular, maca powder. So that goes into the smoothie next. So we've got the baby spinach. We've got the blueberries, we've got maca powder. Maca powder, maca is like a, um, I believe found in South America, and it's a root that is ground into powder, and I use a tablespoon. I spill the blender up with baby spinach. I add the blueberries, probably like a fistful, and then just a tablespoon of maca powder. Not red maca powder, just like the regular maca powder. I think the brand, I'm trying to remember the brand that I like. I think it's called Superfood. Um... And that brings me to the next ingredient. So um one thing I found once I finally left my time at my law firm and began this next phase of my career, which involved writing and teaching and working with people on a more meaningful level and working for myself was that um I was also getting older. I mean at that point I was over thirty and I felt like the same person I'd always been, but I looked I would see pictures of myself from when I was younger and noticed that I'm definitely not, you know, 18 anymore. (laughs) That was 12 years ago. And, um, I felt like I could not live without, um, kind of a youthful beauty, you know, beauty, beauty in the sense of um, youthfulness. So I felt like I could not live without this youthful beauty. And so I started, um, including things in my diet that were like, uh, really helped with cell turnover, helped with healthy hair, helped with bright skin. And um, one of the things I was introduced to from my all my Googling and reading of books and whatnot was um, hemp seeds. Hemp seeds are, like, delicious, first of all, but also um, I put maybe, like, two or three tablespoons in my favorite smoothie. Um, and, of course, that's not true, right? I mean, we all – I don't know if we all feel this way, but I've found as um, I continue – to kind of try to live a conscious life and work with people in a way that's meaningful for me and also not be super attached to how everything looks, that um, beauty really, truly comes from within and that it's m- so much more of an inner light that glows outwardly, right, than shiny hair and uh, looking like you're 18 when you're, you know, 42 or however old we ha- we you happen to be. I'm... Um, finding more and more that as I, like, embrace the joy of being a parent and the joy of being um, where I am and all the blessings in my life, the more beautiful I feel and less I care, right? Like, if I actually look one way or another. Um, so we can live without that. We can live without youthful beauty. And then the last thing that goes in this smoothie, and just to review, it's, like, two tablespoons of hemp seeds, a um, handful of blueberries, um... Baby spinach, fill it all the way up. Oh, wait, I forgot something. Okay, last kind of mini story before we finish our smoothie recipe and get to the one thing we actually really cannot live without, which is coming. Um, when I became a mom a few years ago, um, I began looking more, uh, with more scrutiny at just the things we put in our bodies on a regular basis in terms of uh, toxicity, like what's hidden in this this bag of pretzels, like, what's really the ingredients, right? Like, I, yeah, I know it's like a pretzel, but what, what are all the things that I can't pronounce that are on the bag? And, you know, I would um, give my baby water, and I just would pour it out of the tap, and I'm like, what's really in the, the tap water in Atlanta, Georgia? And as I started researching, I found that actually um, one of the most effective ways to reduce sort of the things we don't really need in our bodies that exist in our bodies is – through filtering water so I ordered a water filter and installed it and I felt like I could not live without my child being healthy and strong well-being like I would read these stories about um someone had you know got a vaccine or drank tap water or just something that was very routine for um the circles I frequent and the child then had like a you know seizures or um some other kind of like permanent malady from just a very basic thing and I felt like I had I couldn't live without my, a healthy daughter. Um, and then, you know, of course, all kids get sick. It's part of how we become strong. Of course she got sick. Of course there were, there were issues where I was like, oh my gosh, is there something really wrong with Amelie? And then the day I, I could live, you know, I can function. It's, it's heartbreaking and terrifying when your child is really sick and you are still alive. Um, That is something you can live without. Um, So put filtered water in your smoothie. (laughs) Like halfway up. So I'd say about two cups. And finally, the last ingredient in the smoothie is a banana. Without any lesson attached. Because sometimes you just need a banana. So you chop it up, put it in the smoothie, and press blend. (laughs) My husband's laughing at that. And then you have the smoothie that is so delicious. And that brings us to the point of this entire podcast, what thing you really, really cannot live without. And the thing you really, really cannot live without, that like you're either living with this or you're dying without it, is something that um, I see so few people put a priority on. But then when you start noticing the people that are really thriving and vibrant and succeeding, and full of light and joy and fulfillment, this is the one thing they all possess. And it's simply just, like, the physical joy of making things that we love. So for me to make this smoothie, this smoothie recipe that I told you guys about, like, this is so, it, like, brings love and joy into my heart, because I love... Like, you just heard, like, I've gotten in for various reasons, not necessarily, like, for um, altruistic reasons, for, like, kind of misguided reasons and selfish reasons and all kinds of things. I've, I, have like, am interested in food. I always have been. And so to put, c- combine this, like, knowledge and put it together in a way that's easy and simple and, like, so good for me and I can share it with my family and um, it brings so much joy physically into my body too, right? Because I love love has gone into each one of these things. Like I select it with conscientiousness and about where I, the food has come from and who made it and who got the money. Like did I get this at, um, you know, like the world's saddest Walmart or did I get this at like a, you know, from an organic farmer or something. Like it's – I put, I put thought and time and care into that and just to have something come together in this way Brings me, my feels good in my body and physically feels good, and it brings joy into my heart. And we just can, we cannot live. We are dying if we are not looking for the next sort of like physical experience of creating in joy. Um, yeah, and just a side note, like I think it's um one of the saddest things I see with people who have struggled with um any weight issues or like obsessing over weight or food or um eating problems is that they think like they're need to. they supposed to, like, quote, eat healthily. So you can say, like, oh, yeah, you, you know, for you this is great because you're making something healthy and it feels good because it's healthy. But, like, did you not hear about the brownie story? The, the thing that used to give, give me so much joy in terms of food used to be, like, a delicious sugar-filled, chocolate-filled, butter-filled brownie, and it really brought me joy, right? So it doesn't need to be something that someone told you is healthy for your body to enjoy it. The more mindfulness and consciousness you bring into what you're eating, the more what we eat evolves, right? So, like, I don't eat like that now because as I've uh, worked through just hang around food that I picked up as coping mechanisms as a kid, like, I just, your body likes to feel good. I mean, that's just part of what we cannot live without is physical joy, right? So, like, for you right now, it actually might be making that pie that your grandmother made that you love with all your heart and that you feel like you shouldn't have because it's bad for you and it makes you fat and da da da, da. It's like... You know what's bad for you is talking to yourself that way and trying to control your body. That's much more toxic than giving yourself the thing that you really want and just, like, slow down with it. Just enjoy it, right? Like, eat. I people, I will argue with people all day long about, argue with, but I just completely disagree with the idea, like, oh, I can, you think I can't eat the whole cake and love every bite? Well, I can. I do not believe that. If, if you're eating an entire cake, you are not there for it, right? You're doing that to tune out. Nothing anyone says will convince me otherwise because I've got a body, too, and I know what it feels like to eat too much sugar and too much um, anything, right? Like, too many carrots, too much salad. Like, it doesn't feel good. Your body doesn't like being stuffed. So it doesn't have to be a healthy thing to have this, like, physical joy through food. It doesn't even have to be food, right? Creating can be writing a story. Creating can be making the deal at work that you love. Creating... And experiencing that physical joy can be jumping in an ice-cold lake in Italy with your family. Um, it can be dancing. Like, that physical expression of creation that your body loves, um, that you cannot live without, can be anything. And at, at, at the end of the day, I'm going to close with this, I think, it's always changing, right? So, like, I, t- I took you through all these things that um, may or may not have brought me joy. All these ingredients may or may not have brought me joy at the time. But I can tell you one thing for sure that the combination of them bring is like my favorite thing to make right now. And it's going to change because it always does. Because that is like that is the nature of the of the fact that we're alive and human and always changing. So it's at the end of the day, the real challenge is not finding the thing and holding on to it for, you know, as if your life depends on it. It's can I stay open to the next great joy that will find me and let go of the last one? Can I stay open to the next great joy that will find me and let go of the last one? The thing that I cannot live without is going to change and can I do that dance? Can I have faith that there will be the next thing? Can I stay flexible in release, knowing when to release and experimenting with what's working for me and what, um, what really physically brings joy into my life today that we cannot live without? And we truly are dying if we are not embracing that, right? In the yoga tradition, the um, sort of like pleasure center is your second chakra. So in terms of like what we need to survive, it's number one, safety, right? Like we, um, if we were all living out in the woods, what, the first thing we would look for is like a, a safe place to rest our heads, like a cave or build some kind of structure or um, find our tribe, like whatever we needed for safety. But then the next thing we need is pleasure to, in order to live, right? I like mean, we, we need pleasure more than we need a sense of identity and independence, that physical expression of joy, that thing we cannot live without, um, sadly is so, um, it's not even acknowledged as a need really in our kind of like Protestant culture that I grew up in and so much of the Western culture that um, we're surrounded with, right? Like there's also hedonism, like indulging beyond um, what really feels balanced, which is you know just as painful as denying ourselves the physical joy of creating something. But the fact that it's that basic of a need is like, wow mind-blowing right so on that note I'm going to physically enjoy (laughs) being in this country with my family with my people my daughter always says all my people are here when it's like me and Charles and Roscoe so with almost all my people are here Roscoe's back home in Atlanta and hope that you Open yourself to the next great physical expression of joy that you cannot live without that is waiting to find you take care bye